The gospel reading for this morning comes from John's gospel beginning in the first chapter at the 43rd verse. And John wrote these things. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And when he got there, he ran across Philip and said, Come, follow me. Philip's hometown was Bethsaida, the same as Andrew and Peter. And Philip went and found Nathanael and told him, Hey, we found the one Moses wrote of in the law, the one preached by the prophets. It's Jesus, Joseph's son, the one from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Nazareth? You've got to be kidding. But Philip said, Come see for yourself. And when Jesus saw him coming, he said, There's a real Israelite, not a false bone in his body. And Nathanael said, Where did you get that idea? You don't know me. And Jesus answered, One day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus said, You've become a believer simply because I say I saw you one day sitting under the fig tree? You haven't seen anything yet. Before this is over, you're going to see heaven open and God's angels descending to the Son of Man and ascending again. And ascending again. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh, gracious God, you create us and love us. You make us to live together in community. So we thank you this morning for Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and all your children who've been filled with your vision for our lives and who've worked to bring your vision into our time and place. Fill us with your vision. Guide us to live by that vision, working to build the beloved community where everyone is welcomed, all are valued, power is shared, privilege is no more, and all your children know wholeness and well-being. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. So Philip is asked by Nathaniel, can really anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip answers him, well, come and see. In our earlier story, the story of Samuel's call by God, and you probably know the story, Samuel's called Samuel, Samuel, and he runs to Eli. And Eli is an old man and asleep. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed wondering if he had been hearing things. Samuel, Samuel, he jumps up again and runs to Eli. And again, Eli sends him back to bed. And Samuel lays down and again God calls him. Samuel, Samuel. And again, he runs back to Eli, but this time, Eli gets it. Eli tells Samuel to go back to bed, and when he's called again to answer, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now that there, that's a moment that can grab you by the throat. God speaking to you. That's something you'll remember. It's a milepost marker along life's journey. And then we have this wonderful gospel story, not just of Philip's call to follow Jesus, 
but of his telling Nathanael to come to get to know Jesus. And Nathanael's response is a response that still many have today. Can anything good come of it? And Philip simply says, hey, come and see. And Nathanael did and was instantly recognized by Jesus. And further, Jesus called him by name, claimed to know who he was. And then he came to find out that Jesus has plans for him. Plans that would allow him to see incredible things. So I wonder this morning if we've forgotten what it's felt like just to hear our name called. Your experience may not have been as dramatic as Samuel's experience, but your name has been called just the same. In the place of the name of Samuel, place your name. Do you remember the first time that you came to understand that God was calling to you, wanting to be in a relationship? As Methodists, we love to talk about John Wesley's experience at Aldersgate, where he felt his heart strangely warmed. Do you remember when your heart was strangely warmed? Do you recall how it felt? Do you remember what it felt like to tell God, here I am, use me? I also wonder sometimes if we forget that God knows us better than we know ourselves. God's above and below us, all around us and in us. And we seem comfortable with the notion that, hey, that's true, but we're in control. We always seem to be convinced that somehow we know best. Instead of here I am, we ask, hey, where are you? But perhaps what I fear most is our most significant loss. And I think it's this. It's in a child's excitement who rushes into the room and tells all who will listen, hurry, come and see, come and see. I think sometimes that we're so complacent about God in our lives, so complacent about attending worship, so complacent about Jesus, that our attitude often broadcasts to the world, hey, we've got ours. So pull up the drawbridge and let's just let the rest eat cake. So I honestly ask you today, where's our excitement over the life-giving, hope-inspiring story and person of Jesus? Is our excitement these days about who we are or whose we are? Time is 1955. The place, Montgomery, Alabama. The issue is forced segregation on city buses. And local pastors, they're gathered at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. And they're strategizing. Rosa Parks has recently been arrested for refusing to give up her seat on the bus to a white person. And her trial is coming soon. So a lot of ideas, they get batted back and forth. 
But nothing clear emerges until the most unlikely thing, really. The young pastor of the church, new to town, unknown to many, a guy in his 20s, raises his hand. All of a sudden, the boycott has its leader. Young Reverend King, it is. He's a newcomer to this circle. But like Nathaniel, he has an experience of Jesus calling him by name. So he volunteers to follow Jesus in the fight against injustice. And he helped us all remember that really walking with Jesus means actively working for justice. Helping folks to get a glimpse of a world where nothing is broken and no one is missing where a table is prepared and all, all are welcome. Robert Frost wrote, and I quote, we dance in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. I hope you know this this morning. We are a part of something so much greater than us, And we are loved by a God who calls us by name and expects us to come to know Jesus and then to get busy like it matters, like it matters forever. Amen.